Hello and welcome to the Unorganized and Lost podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing. This week, I am so excited to kind of start a little bit of a new series in a way, but basically dive into how Unorganized and Lost truly started, which was with travel. So this week, I have one of the first travels I've talked about in a podcast was my trip to Africa and then Europe. I didn't talk about Europe very much, but today is the day. So when I did Africa, I did four weeks and then I got on a plane to Madrid and I landed to find one of my really good friends from, we knew each other in middle school too. Okay. I'm just going to introduce you. This is Danielle. Hi. And we were really, we met each other in middle school. I think because of church. I think, yeah, because of church. We went to church camps. Yeah. Wasn't it's, that so that's cute? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's hysterical. We went to different middle schools, which were like five feet from each other. <laughs> but in our town, they were decades away from each other in distance for some reason. They were enemies. They really were. Yeah. And it was bizarre because we would um, go to these church camps and it's like, oh my gosh, I know someone from the other middle school. My middle school was like the ghetto one. It was, which is so funny. If you well, ever, the someone people that got kicked out of your middle school were expelled to my middle school. Absolutely, <laughs> but your middle school can never get expelled no, to our middle exactly. school. Yeah, no. They went to uh, what was it? Military school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that was a fun tangent. <laughs> um. Anyways, so she. So l- luckily for me, the person she was supposed to travel with after her thing bailed, and so <laughs> lucky me, uh, we were skyping on our okay so i'm gonna backtrack a little i've talked about this in different podcasts but i had my africa trip planned and i had called danielle so this is danielle this is the person i had i skyped at the time and was telling her about my trip and she said why don't you just come to madrid for a week after and of course we're both like yeah that makes sense so i went to ask my parents and then the next day after they said yes which I don't, I can't really remember why I need there's so much of their permission. I think it was just like, I'm leaving the country. Is that okay? Um, and you said, why don't you come for three weeks instead? And then there it was three weeks in Europe traveling the world. And luckily she was my tour guide. Cause we learned very quickly traveling together that I am so unorganized and lost. So, um, I leave Frankfurt, Germany eating, This is actually the trip that I learned that eating Pringles while traveling is the worst thing you could possibly do because I get on the plane after eating way too many Pringles because the only thing in Africa that tasted like America, they have Coke, they have everything. It just doesn't taste the same, but Pringles did. And I land in, I land in Madrid. Danielle runs once she sees me and leaps on me and just she she's just this little blonde just straddling me and these people are like what is happening I'm like we haven't seen each other in a year okay and very shortly after we the the excitement kind of wore off and we're like talking normal now she looks down and I'm like I think I have cankles she goes oh my god you have cankles you cannot eat any more Pringles and so that's when it the theory evolved where you can't eat Pringles and travel oh no we were very adamant the yeah. rest of the trip she wouldn't let me eat Pringles <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried to sneak them in every once in a while but she was not about it like no slap it away from you I truly had cankles it was the most bizarre thing no ankle it was crazy it was one one trunk yeah so from then on out I now have the theory because of the start of that trip mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> I'm gonna have Danielle explain what she was doing in Madrid 
And then I think we're just going to kind of go through that trip a little bit and kind of talk about travel in general. Yeah, sounds good. So I started in Madrid uh, studying abroad. Um, It was mandatory for my major because I was majoring in Spanish. Um, And I spent a year there. It was amazing. I highly recommend anyone to do it if they have the availability to do it, even if they can only do it for a semester. It's awesome to experience another culture. Um, honestly, a lot more probably partying than studying, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, a lot of people can attest to that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the culture, right? You got to immerse yourself. Okay, let's be real. When I was in college, was I really... <laughs> you were mm, immersing yourself in I'm, American in a, culture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in San Diego culture, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so I was there and for the year and then I wanted to travel more. I had the opportunity. The most expensive part is getting over there. So once you're over there, just travel as much as you can. And I mean, I wanted a travel buddy and she, the other person couldn't make it and you were there and I was like, hey, just hop, skip over here. You're in Africa. It's right next door, really. Yeah. <laughs> it made a lot of sense in yeah. our head. It did end up working out. It did, it did make my trip 40 hours on the way to Africa because of it, mm-hmm. because they had me stop in Europe so that it would like be cheaper somehow. Because then mm-hmm. I was just jumping to Africa and back. Um, I don't know if it actually made it cheaper, but it made it long. Yeah. That would that'd be hard. Yeah. It was a lot. But um, I think the funniest thing about it was with your trip and a friend, another friend that I had talked about who traveled, she just did a month like over summer mm-hmm. and um, it was like summer school, but I'm like, is there any school in there? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, what was your favorite part about studying abroad? Like, were you nervous at all going over there? Were you excited? I feel like you're always pretty outgoing and like very down for adventures a kid. So I feel like I don't really see you being scared, but I want yeah. your on it. Yeah, I definitely was more excited than scared. I think the scary part was when you got over there, at least in this program, they literally gave you two weeks in the dorms and then they said, hey, you need to go find an apartment on your own in a country where you don't really know the language yet. And here are the vocabulary for like utilities and water and rent go (laughs) that one was a little scary and so you're literally had you ever lived on your own before that you did because you lived in i lived in the dorms so i mean that's not really living on your own yeah no (laughs) so yeah you're literally So the first time you went apartment hunting was in madrid yeah it was in madrid and so i'm calling places and there's signs everywhere that are like you know aquila aquila rent 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 and then you grab a number tab off of it and then you call it So you also have to then negotiate a phone contract to be able to call places. Or if you have access to internet, you could go and meet someone somewhere. Um, But then that's still a little sketch as well. I actually went with a friend one time and it was a 40 plus year old man trying to rent to her. And I was like, this is not safe. We're going to say no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So it's very sketch. Yeah. But you, yeah, you just have to find the neighborhoods that you want to live in and where you want to be close to school or near the party area and you just find a place and then you give them money and then you say okay thank you <laughs> that's insane mm-hmm. did you know a decent amount of spanish at that point i feel like you mm, did or no? yeah a little bit i mean not enough to have a full-on conversation about like a rental contract <laughs> that's crazy and they don't go with you or like no one goes with you you have to rely on the other students in the group So if you have like someone who's Mexican, who like luckily they grew up in a family that spoke Spanish and they know more, you like kind of cling to them and you're like, hey, can you tell me what they're saying with this? And then they're like, oh, they want to know what is your expectation or whatever it is. 
And then you're like, oh, no, I don't really want that. And then I actually got yelled at one time because I didn't show up for a tour. And the lady called me back screaming at me in Spanish. Rightfully so. I was rude. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was I think I just hung up on her because I didn't understand what she was saying. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so you had a roommate. I had two. How did you find Were they in your program? No, they were um, one. They were both from Spain. One was from a neighboring town and one I think was uh, further down in Spain. That's yeah. so cool. Neither of them spoke English. Neither of them. Actually, a really funny story was one of them who had been with her boyfriend for eight years. Like, I'm almost done with the program and I see her on the subway and she's like, oh, my God, Danielle. And this is all in Spanish. But she's like, oh, my God, Danielle. Hi. And then she starts like relenting to me how her boyfriend of eight years just broke up with her and I'm just like sitting there and we didn't really talk that much this year and all of a sudden she's just going off about like can you believe it it's been eight years and he's just like gone just like that like nothing and I was like I'm so sorry I didn't learn empathy Spanish like (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry I learned party Spanish not empathy Spanish exactly that's hysterical Mm -hmm. um so when I got there lucky for me you had one week left of your apartment mm-hmm. so we stayed in madrid for a week um night one so we I, <laughs> my favorite part about this is probably the first day because i don't i remember most of the first day mm-hmm. we got there i didn't have a was it in madrid that i didn't have a purse and you made me buy one probably that um, sounds like me yeah and i didn't have one that like zipped well and like you were like there is nothing safe about what you're carrying we need to get you a purse so i think it was maybe in madrid but one of the first places we went for food is a California restaurant. Yes. That's that was right. not remotely California. No. They they really did try. They, yeah. It was a good effort. Yeah. It was. But it failed. It did <laughs> fail miserably. I can't remember if it was burritos. It was Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. Cal- California Mexican. Yeah, which have, makes no sense. I have that was nachos that we ate. Because <laughs> it looked like yeah. the most like neutral thing they yeah. had. Um, yeah. So we did that. And then, I <laughs> again, one of the funniest things I remember. So... That night we decided like, you were like, are you too tired? Do you not want to go out? Do you want to go out? And it was like, come on, let's just go out. Like I, whatever, you know, I'd been traveling around Africa for four weeks. And, um, so we kind of kept it low key and we were deciding if we were going to go out or not. And it's 10 o'clock at night. We have decided we're going to go out and you are now cooking dinner. (laughs) And I look at you and I will never forget this. And I said, is it going to be weird to like go back to America and like eat at a normal time? And you looked at me and you went, it is a normal time, Michelle. I said, it is 10 o'clock at night and you are now starting dinner. And you looked at me straight face, so confused. And we're like, oh, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> well, you know what? I still haven't adjusted. I ate dinner at 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on me. It was normal. That was, oh my God, yeah. that was nine years ago. Yeah that's insane it's, it's it's kind of comforting i don't know when you have american culture and you're used to eating at like seven o'clock and yeah. then you just feel like oh like it's nighttime we have to go to bed yeah but when you have experienced eating late you're just like i can eat at whatever time i want <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny yeah oh my gosh so then we decide okay we're gonna we're gonna get ready and we decide to go out oh my gosh i just remembered i brought tipo tinto what is that from your did I check my back? I must have. You had to. Because I brought rum. Oh from my God. Africa. <laughs> that is called Tipo Tinto. That is literally put in recycled plastic bottles <laughs> that is not remotely sanitary or safe. I mean, 
I don't, it was, I don't even think it was sealed when you bought it. Like it was so sketchy, but we drank it so much when I was in Africa. And I just remembered that we brought it and we drank it that night before we went out. Well, that explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes, it does. You were correct. I didn't really think about that till right now that that's probably why that night turned out the way it did. The f- <laughs> I just love that our three weeks together in Europe, the most iconic was night one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely iconic. I still think of it randomly and just like laugh to myself. I'm like, that was just hysterical. So funny. So she prefaces the night for me and she goes, hey, we're probably going to go out around midnight, but it is so early here. Like it is basically like going out in like our in America at like seven. Well, I'm 20, so I hadn't really been to the bars or anything yet here. So I kind of understood about going out late, but it didn't really phase me. So I am not good at staying up late. And so we went out at midnight because I, there was no shot. I was making it till two to start the night. So we get on the, what was it? The Metro? The Metro. We get on the Metro and we get to this club that is called Capital. That is seven stories high. And she's trying to explain it to me before we go. And it is not explainable. I've learned. It is seven stories. Each story is a different theme. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. Different music. So it was like, I know there was a country level there was a karaoke level Mm -hmm. didn't we sing man i feel like a woman yes we did oh that was amazing (laughs) um that was literally i don't even know how to explain that night yeah well it's like you enter in and that's kind of the typical level and then you have all those other levels and then the top level is like reggae i think we made it to every level too i know i did (laughs) (laughs) oh that part's coming soon so the best part is is she goes hey like in america we have the culture of usually men well not anymore really as much i guess but um there was always the whole men will buy you drinks or Mm -hmm. whatever and she was like be prepared to buy your own drinks and again i was 20 so i wasn't used to any of it so i was prepared to buy my own drinks anyways the first second we get there we meet the dj because we are the only humans in this entire (laughs) seven-story club and he buys a champagne yeah that was i think the beginning right yeah it was is that how it started yeah so now we've had African Tipo Tinto Shenan. I don't even know what's in this rum <laughs> with some red mixture, wasn't it? Uh, was it probably Tinto de Verano? Because that probably. sounds like me. And we probably took a Fanta bottle of Tinto de Verano onto the Metro. And probably. Drank it. That, that sounds, sounds yeah, yeah. This is really now. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. We've talked about what happened that night, but now we're making <laughs> sense of why it happened that yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I love and I feel like all of us should be this it no open container laws so you can drink on the metro and it's starting it's to get like that kind of I love it. yeah i mean i feel like americans probably couldn't handle it but because no, we don't have not. public transportation that's what we're missing yeah yeah but and the whole being able to you have, <laughs> to having get, a metro would probably be good <laughs> <laughs> oh right that oh, yeah um yeah so we get to this club we've now met the dj apparently we've had champagne with them and then I'm like, wow, Danielle, this is like great. You're like, this is not normal. I don't know what is <laughs> happening. And then I think because it was still early. Is that when we did karaoke? I honestly don't know. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, because I feel like it was still pretty early in the night. Yeah. But um, I'm not really sure what we did for the next eight hours. Because <laughs> we I were there for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point. It was nearing the end of the night. I'm talking to a guy that's from America and we're, he was like, Hey, I'd like to buy you a drink. And I was like, okay, cool. So I literally as a responsible Michelle with, with anyone who knows me, I'm normally not this responsible, but I tend to be when someone's taking care of me, very responsible on telling them where I'm going. So it's nearing the end of the night. We've been there for God knows how long. And I look at Danielle and I say, Hey, I'm going to go to that bar and we're going to go grab a drink. I will be back. 
so I'm going to tell my side of the story and then I'm going to let Danielle tell hers because it was honestly probably one of the funniest moments of that entire trip. So walk to the bar. We're standing there. And then all of a sudden the bar is closing. We are getting kicked out. I assume like I didn't see her. So I assume she just walked out. Right. So it's now six in the morning. We're going, I'm going outside. And all of a sudden I see Danielle being comforted by someone bawling. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm about to try to figure out what happened. Well, all of a sudden she leaps on me and is hugging me. And she goes, I found you. And I am so confused because I was just at that same bar the whole time and didn't move. So I moved like five feet from the bar to outside of the club because it was on the first story. I do remember that. Now I'm going to let Danielle tell her side of the story because it was a completely different, we had completely different situations of what was going on. Yes. It was a parallel timeline Um, (laughs) because I guess what I experienced is short-term memory loss as I can explain because from you telling me you're going to the bar right over there in however two five minutes I don't know I have no idea I have no idea but I forgot you told me where you were and I thought you went to some other level with this guy so I start hiking all over the seven-story club. I go to the co-ed bathrooms looking for you. I go to the karaoke. I go to the smoking, like, a rooftop. I go everywhere, and I'm looking, and I'm just like, I even circle that bar a couple times and just don't recognize you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I start freaking out because I'm like, Mich- this is Michelle's first night in Europe. Like, she's never been here. She doesn't know where I live. So she can't find her <laughs> way home. Directions. She no doesn't, shot make you it don't back. even know my address nope. to like tell a taxi driver. Nope. Nothing. So you don't know where to go. Oh, yeah, because the metro wasn't open yet. Yeah, it wasn't open yet. <laughs> and so I'm freaking out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to call her parents and be like, I lost Michelle on day one. <laughs> How am I going to do this? And I'm freaking out. And so I, the club closes. So I'm forced to go outside and I have the most beautiful white girl wasted moment of my life where I am sitting on grass, like heels out, like just sobbing. And this guy, which is a little predatory. Oh, very predatory. It was so weird. Yes, comes over and it's like, what's wrong? And it's like petting me. And it's like, I'm like, I lost my friend. I don't know where she is. And he's like, it's okay. We'll find her. And then I see her coming out and she's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She's smiling. She's probably less drunk than me. I don't know. No. No. (laughs) And I am just elated that I don't have to call your parents. (laughs) That was the best part. The first thing she says to me, oh, thank God, I don't have to call your dad. (laughs) I was so afraid of Fernando. (laughs) I don't blame you. I am too. Oh my gosh. That honestly was seriously the funniest thing ever. So then we go back to your place and pass out. Yeah, because by the time we make it back, it's like almost nine in the morning. Yeah, it was like 830 or nine. Yeah. And um, pass out till four in the afternoon. Yep. I would love to know if anyone like has been to that club and like what their experience was. Because I don't think I could ever I could never go back. Well, and it's not in the main area, too. Like, you have to know about it to go to oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of followed you around, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I didn't really learn anything about Madrid. I just no. followed you around to Madrid. <laughs> I was very unorganized and lost if I didn't have you if I'm being that but that's where it started Mm -hmm. that's where I started realizing how unorganized and lost I was with travel because you were like hey like if you'd like to join these are kind of the things I would like to do because I haven't done them and I'd never been to Europe so I said book it I'm in I literally like plugged you into my plan absolutely (laughs) you were just like okay plus one yes and um we 
did some pretty cool things. Um, one of the things <laughs> that I love about both of us, and I think we learned very quickly about travel, is when I wanted to go see the um, soccer stadium. And I want to do the tour and you're goes, I'm not going to pay for it again. I'm going to be hundred percent honest. And I literally went in there and this is, we really didn't have cell phones to contact each other. No, we really didn't. It was very like nineties. Like I'll meet you here at this time. Absolutely. <laughs> it really was. And so you drop me off at the front. I get my ticket. I wander around the Madrid stadium, had a great time. So glad I did it. And it was so odd that I was like that comfortable doing it alone for mm. someone who like always liked doing things with people. But travel will do that to you. It really makes you do things you never thought you would Mm because you're just like, well, it's my only real option if I want to do it. I'm never coming back. So because I feel like we do we do that a lot with normal things where it's like, oh, I would love to go to a dance class or do this. And you're like, you always have time. So you just never book it. Yeah. When you travel, you don't. So you just have to. Right. You're there. Then and there. Yeah. It's like if you don't do this, you're probably never going to do it again. That was during the Euro Cup. Yes. And um Spain was playing Mm -hmm. and we got to watch them play outside of the Madrid stadium so they weren't playing at Madrid but they were playing against somebody and we watched it outside of the stadium at least some of it and we both got bored and we're like we had the experience we can leave now (laughs) we're good um because you're just standing on the street yeah we took Ryan Air I think that was the first time Mm -hmm. I'd ever taken Ryan Air um that was an experience and a half that one is sketch (laughs) yeah because it's cheap as shit but your stuff may not fit in the overhead bin and they're like it never does unless you have like a pocketbook like everything goes underneath yeah and then they charge you 50 bucks yeah so it's more expensive than the flight yeah like if you have maybe a cell phone with you and that is it yeah otherwise you're paying 50 bucks um and then we landed in palma de Mallorca. yes which was hot (laughs) it was very hot i feel like we had a very odd experience in palma de Mallorca. i feel like we probably should have done it a little better again the unorganized and loss i think kicked in in both of us on that trip a little bit i did like zero research for that one yeah i think that was a very impromptu one that's why yeah i think so too i think oh do you know what i think i made you do an extra maybe i added something maybe i don't know i don't remember why we ended up there but it was beautiful yeah but i feel like we there was parts of the island we definitely should have made it to yeah but i think we i don't know if we got cheap at that part of it i think we did and we and just we were tired stayed. maybe yes <laughs> we we're just regrouping we were like oh <laughs> we were in spain when spain won that was a party yeah it, the entire town was partying like no children went to sleep like yeah it was insane <laughs> grandma and grandpa night. were raging the streets like people were out of their car windows driving with flags like yeah we were in a bar and we saw the end and then we we're like oh my god they won and then everyone was like oh my god they, they won, won. <laughs> <laughs> they went insane oh, then we did barcelona amsterdam munich berlin yeah. munich I always forget about Berlin. How can you forget about Berlin? I, I don't love know. Berlin. I do love Berlin. Yeah, Berlin was fun too. Um, so you've been to a lot of places in Europe, obviously, before I even got out there. Um, do you have a favorite country that you... Lisa, I guess we'll start with our trip just so that yeah. kind of narrows it down. In our trip, I mean, I really enjoyed Germany. Like that was a too. lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in Germany. Yeah, and I just enjoyed the culture and learning about the whole Holocaust thing. Yeah. That was really eye-opening just seeing Absolutely. how realistic. Because here you learn it in school and you're like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, wow, I really feel the impact of what happened here. Yeah. And still even then, it's not even the full impact. It's just the remnants absolutely I, I would agree with you on that for sure um i loved germany yeah i've been to germany i guess i only went back once i thought i went three times to munich for some reason but i only went twice um barcelona was really fun mm-hmm. i loved barcelona the gaudi 
stuff was so cool obviously <laughs> obviously um or i guess it is pronounced gaudy yeah well um, it's gaudy it is gaudy yeah. that's what i thought um that's why i was people call me gaudy and it yes but i think i kept making me. fun of you and calling oh, you <laughs> <laughs> i kept standing in front of the eye and being like it's me this is mine <laughs> um that architecture was probably one of the coolest of the trip yes i really did like the um the church and everything and the fact that like it wasn't finished is like mind-boggling i know it's beautiful and i'm trying to remember the name off the top of my head and i'm forgetting it's the singrata oh sagrada familia Familia. yeah that's the one we just looked it up recently thank god i know yeah (laughs) um barcelona was really fun i it was really bizarre because i feel like we didn't go what did we do during the day we did oh that's the one that we did a um walking tour and we learned about the little girl who got tortured that literally like was engraved in my mind forever it was like she really like stuck with her religion and they tortured her for each year of her life which was 13 years and they explained every way they tortured her and i was like it was brutal i was 20 and i'm like i truly don't think i could have taken any of this i would have been like yeah sure whatever you think yeah and she was so committed to her faith that she was like nope i'm not changing this is me yeah that was and then they had 13 white geese in that other church. Yeah. Oh, that was probably one of the most yeah. memorable for Barcelona for me, other than like, there was a lot. That there we is did. a lot. <clears throat> yeah. One of my favorite things that I learned about Barcelona, and literally I think about it every year because of it, is oh their Christmas tradition. Do you remember it? The log? You ju- Okay, you have to remind me, but I do, it sparks something in me. <laughs> so their Christmas tradition is they have this log that is decorated, it has like a face and um, like it's up so it has like legs and arms and the kids beat it with a stick like every night and it's to help kind of release the presents I guess but it's like the poop presents <laughs> so the night before they like really beat it beat it beat it and then Christmas morning it's supposedly like it poops out the presents and so I think about it every year <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny I and I kind of want to do it <laughs> I can see you doing that for sure that was yeah I th- there was just we did a lot of really cool things because we got culture we got party we got arch- architecture we yeah. got kind of history we got it all and the food oh my gosh the amount of food I ate and Danielle <laughs> would be like can you maybe not eat a crepe today for dinner or lunch so many crepes maybe not breakfast <laughs> one one meal can't be a crepe and I was like are you sure because they're really good to this day the I'm Nutella like, crepes I dream of a Nutella crepe mm-hmm. and strawberries and banana and that puppy mm. oh my gosh oh, now I want one um I think another cool thing that we did so <laughs> I just thought of Amsterdam. Oh, God. Anyways, um, no, but Barcelona, the cool thing was is that I feel like during the day, did we ever go to the beach? I don't think we ever did, did we? No, we did. Or maybe that we was did a, a separate bar time. crawl. Yeah. And we ended up at the beach. And I was yes. kind of confused because I didn't realize we were by water. Like right there. <laughs> and um, I feel like that was the only time we hit water on I that trip. I think so, yeah. Because um, that was pretty cool, um, being able to be by the water, and then all of a sudden you're in this huge city. Yeah, it was just right there. Do we really have anything? Like, I mean, obviously, like, San Francisco, but, like... Not really, I guess, just not up here. Yeah. Um. So, what was I going to say? So, Barcelona was really cool. Amsterdam was kind of what you would expect from Amsterdam. Very eye-opening. Very fun. I loved Amsterdam. I it did, was too. so chill. The people there are so chill. We definitely got lost. Yes. And then we went to Germany. Yes. Berlin was so fun. That was the first time I really experienced the open container experience. Mm-hmm. 
and we did a pub crawl. Yeah. And we and, stayed in East Berlin, which was cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember our hostel. Our hostel was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then we did the walking tour. We did all that. That was really neat. That walking tour was such a great part of our trip. Like, it really was. We're planning on doing a Euro trip next year. Mm-hmm. And I want us to do that same because it was so memorable. Just it really everything was. that we saw. Yeah, we did see a lot. I did. I do remember I took inappropriate pictures at one of the. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. We didn't know better at that time. We did no not. one was talking about it. Mm-mm. Because that wasn't part of our tour. It was like kind of the end when they didn't really like explain what the monument was for. And I know we took inappropriate pictures there. I mean, inappropriate. We were just taking smiling pictures. But it was like, or like climbing on things. We we were just doing things we shouldn't have. Yeah. And um, I think that was one thing that that trip really taught me was to kind of understand all of that about travel is like where to be respectful, even with animals and with structures Mm -hmm. and things like that as a tourist, especially. Um. We did our, we did a pub crawl there. I was laughing because they said, when you are done with your drink, put it on the ground because then people can recycle it for you. Yeah. Yeah. The homeless will recycle it and then they can get some money. Yeah. That was very neat. What else did we do in Berlin? That was really cool. We had a lot of good experiences. For some reason, I always just kind of forgot about it. I think I blended like Germany together. Yeah. Because we just did the two places Um, in Germany. Let's see. In Berlin, we did those walking tours and let's see trying to remember all the nights consecutively (laughs) yeah i don't know i think just seeing all the the history was really what impacted me the most in berlin yeah we didn't party that much i think we were tiring out near the end we really were which i think worked out because we really got to enjoy germany yeah um and then we took a train down to munich which was beautiful it was stunning yes getting into munich um yeah that was really neat munich was really cool yeah. I still I I went, ended up going back, but I still remember going and sit watching the little like surfers in the river. Yes, in that was very cool. Very cool. Um, Hopper House. <gasps> yes, the Hopper House is still one of the coolest places. I have the picture of you holding all the mugs. Those things are huge. They I don't know how those women like literally carry like ten in each hand. I could barely carry one. I could barely. I like needed two hands, like a sippy cup. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The pretzels were really good. Yeah. Um, what else did we do in Munich when we went that time? Um, well, we stayed at the Jaeger Hostel. That was oh my, my doing. God. I just remember that now. <laughs> now I remember Can I tell Munich. the story about Please the Australian? Please tell the story. Yes. Oh, okay. So I love this story because we were in like an actual traditional hostel room where we shared it with other people, but it was just Michelle and I and one other Australian guy. And he was huge just for reference. It is important. Yes. And he wakes up and Michelle feels like crap and we wake up and he like kind of stirs and then he's like, oh man. I broke a door yesterday and we're looking at all our doors. We're like, did he break one in our room? And then he tells us the story and he's like, nah. So I came home and I was going to the bathroom downstairs and it was locked. So I just like kicked it Van Damme style, like down to go use the bathroom. The front desk agent runs over and it's like, can't you see the door is closed? It says that it's out of order. And he just turns to him and goes, I can't read German. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, it was in English. And that's it. And then we go downstairs. Wasn't it in English? He was Australian. No, no, but wasn't it in English? Oh, I think it was. <laughs> it was out of order, was in English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. And then we went downstairs, and sure enough, that whole entire door was just kicked off. The other thing he said in that story was, no, it's not, because he was peeing. Yeah. <laughs> 
while she said this to him because yeah. he just dropped his pants and started peeing, peeing after kicking it down and yes. he was like no it's not um and we kind of thought he was kidding yep it was off the hinges on the floor yeah it was and there was caution tape all around it <laughs> we're like we know what happened last night yes. oh my gosh yeah i um yeah that was a struggle you were like this is our last day last full day you need to lock it up <laughs> yes and we did take it easy but i definitely pushed you what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who like wants to travel or like wants to um attempt to go out of the country or try somewhere new do it just do it <laughs> <laughs> like literally buy that ticket figure it out i mean there's so much on the internet that you can prepare yourself for yeah i would just say be safe too like know yeah. the safety precautions like barcelona is one of the highest pickpocketing capitals in the world so like yeah. be super careful about the safety of the country you're yeah. going to and understanding what that means because yeah. like there's i she definitely taught me um certain pockets and things like that because i actually ended up using the purse that we got traveling again and mm-hmm. i definitely got pickpocketed but yeah. i had no idea yeah i was super really aggressive about not being pickpocketed like that was my goal and i succeeded yeah <laughs> so, yeah i tried to instill that into you as well yeah well i didn't get pickpocketed that trip not that you trip. Weren't with me the trip <laughs> you weren't there that time because i would like see them and i'd make eye contact with them well, the problem was we were on a super packed metro yeah and it was like close to impossible to yeah. try to no i don't keep everything on you but um yeah, I, I think that's brilliant advice. I think yeah. that's so good for people to understand because, again, like, I trying to understand what it means to be safe and, like, especially as a female, like, going out at night and, like, who you meet and who you can trust and you figure it out, but you definitely have to be aware, especially yeah. drinking and doing all the things. You just got to make sure you're kind of talking to the right people and doing the right things yeah. and having the right precautions. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing, too both of us learned is that just because no one else can go doesn't mean you shouldn't absolutely because especially at a young age yes because it seems scary it seems so weird and so bizarre to do it on your own but even booking tours some people think it's so lame and some people even make fun of it i've had people like make fun of it when i've done tours where it's like you do trips that are like planned but again if people understood now that i have a brand they get it a little bit more but like how unorganized and lost i am I need a plan or another person. Yes. Because when I went to um, Europe the second time, I landed in Rome and realized I never planned. The only thing, the only thing I needed to plan out before I got there was how to get from the airport to the hostel. You needed me there. (laughs) That's all I needed. And I didn't figure it out before. And I can't use my phone. Oh, no. And I'm an idiot. So, and of course... You know, I'm, I've learned, you know, you never look like you're lost because they will take advantage of you. So I'm walking around in circles, pretending I'm not walking around in circles. No idea what to do. I'm like, do I realizing later if I would have taken the train, it would have been like five euros probably or right. less or more, whatever. It'd been around that five to ten maybe. And it would be a block or two away from my hostel <laughs> yes. because I turned the corner after getting to my hostel with my friend. And he was like, that's the train station. And I went, you're like, Dang. oh, <laughs> I took a really expensive tour lady that <laughs> packed a bunch of us into her van. Oh my gosh. Um, That's and hilarious. it took me forever to get there. And my buddy's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'll be there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Like look for the lost tourists. It's yeah, me. exactly. I, again, I'm not really sure how I survived, but I did. If I can do it, I think anybody can do it. I've learned <laughs> at this point, but tours are great. I, cause you can meet a lot of people your age and it kind of forces you to meet other people. The only hard thing about tours is you tend to meet tourists. Yes. Um, you're around. And that's, I mean, that's hostels too. Like it, it seems like you're going to meet a lot of people that are local, but like 
you don't. Yeah, but you can also get advice from the tour guide because if they're local or they live there, and they'll usually point you towards the way that more locals are going that's like if true, you're like yeah. i don't want to go to the restaurant that everyone goes to yeah i want to go to where you go to yeah absolutely but then you also realize that like tourists are on vacation and yeah. ready to hang out so that's also helpful that is they don't helpful. have to go to work <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll hang out they're more willing to to play yeah um so do you have anything in your journal that i oh, for- completely forgot to bring mine i'm so sad <laughs> i have uh, my travel journal from michelle and my trip together and there's been some fun stories would you suggest someone start like you already said it but like studying abroad do you think that was what really sparked it for you yeah definitely um I think just being on your own it really teaches you to grow up a little bit and I think we all need that little push out of our comfort zone just to grow as people in general absolutely and it's just great to experience other cultures even if you go like across the country of your own country, I think even yeah. that's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Any other piece of advice you got for people? Um, let's see. I would say just don't let going off of your other podcast episode about fear, just don't let fear keep you behind. Yeah. You know, everything's scary. So if you want to do it, just do it. And yeah. I love what you said where you don't need to wait for other people to do what you want to do, yeah. which I totally agree with because not everyone's going to be ready as you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's so big because part of me always wants to say travel young, do it. Cause it's just different. And I think that I also don't want to deter people that are older think they can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's you're going to get to a point where I don't think I could ever stay in a hostel again. I say that I probably will, but like, it's different. Like how we traveled in our twenties is probably the coolest thing is that we can never re re do it. Yeah. We can never redo our twenties. You can't be that uncomfortable and happy. (laughs) True. That's a great way to explain it. (laughs) You're like, I will sleep on this floor. That's fine. Yeah. I will hopefully survive it and be completely content the next day. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this of with course. me. Of um, course. Well, I'm here to prove you don't always have to be organized. <laughs> to follow your dreams and getting lost isn't always a bad thing, but it sometimes might be. <laughs> thank you.